0: He's Christian. He's Jimmer. They'll be back. Welcome back to two PTs and a bag of chips. Today we're gonna to discuss pelvis fractures. That's ah, not good. Those
1: and we're gonna
0: no, they're not good. And we're going to review the Zambo's salsa verde by Yummies. Compliments of Chem from Honduras.
1: They're Platano Frito. Yes. Which means they're plantains. They're plantains. Not real chips. Yes, but we'll try them. They definitely look banana and ish banana-ish.:
0: They smell like salsa, <laughs> Faraday.
1: Yeah, so. I got no sense of smell. I got a cold.
0: Oh no. Oh no. Well, let's discuss the pelvic fracture.'s let's first do it. So a little anatomy. The pelvis is made up of three bones: the sacrum, the coccyx, and the hip bone. The hip bone is then made up of three fused bones: the ilium, the ischium, and the pubis. Yeah. Uh, Also of note on the uh, the pelvis is the acetabulum, which is the uh, the socket and the ball and socket joint of the hip, and this can play an interesting role in lots of other injuries we've discussed, FAI, particularly recently, but you can also have fractures of the acetabulum as well. So things to ponder, things to think about. Uh, Structurally as well, we also when we talk about the pelvis, we discuss it as a ring. And so, typically if there's a fracture in one spot, because it's a ring, there will be a fracture in another spot. This isn't always the case, but it is very commonly the case. And that's what makes pelvic fractures so tricky. You mean to get or to treat? Well, to treat because they end up being quite unstable. And typically, a situation where you're trying to stabilize that, you have to do two locations to stabilize it because there's usually two fractures.
1: I see where you're going with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, some of the notable exceptions are going to be an avulsion injury, specifically of uh, the hip flexor and, like we discussed last episode, of the hamstring. Yeah, not very common. Not very common. Hip flexor is not that uncommon though. We see that particularly in the teenagers as their 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 Talk bones haven't quite hardened all the way in. A lot of soccer players. A lot of soccer players. And so that that's the one that we probably treat the most here in an outpatient setting in terms of pelvis fractures. Yeah. Uh, the other common issue is going to be related to osteoporosis, so the, the weakening of bone. And then that can result in what's called a stable fracture. And usually it's a fracture of the ilium as a result of a fall but more commonly, we would see a, a femoral neck fracture or something associated with the, the hip joint. Yeah, if there's osteoporosis,
1: cases. it's usually prevalent in the longer bones, more so than
0: in the pelvic bones, mm-hmm. but no, no, it, it does happen. It does happen. Generally speaking, most causes of, of a pelvic ring fracture is going to be a high-velocity injury. So in most cases, this is either a motor vehicle accident, uh, a fall from height, or some sort of crushing injury. Which sounds pretty awful.
1: Yeah. Like getting caught between two cars or
0: Yeah. Yeah, something falls on you. Also not awesome. Correct. Yeah. Definitely. I
1: remember the, the, the fall from a great height. She broke her pelvic ring. Not good. Not
0: good. No, very lucky actually in that case. Wow. That's my stomach. Was that, I was gonna say I thought that was next door. No. That was loud. <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone heard that. They should. In most cases, if it's going to be an unstable fracture, there's going to be surgery involved. Uh, the surgeries can be, again, pretty involved. Hopefully, an in, in ORIF or internal fixation, open reduction situation. In some cases, you'll have an external fixation. This Those is are pretty there's, awesome. There's a big kind of rig on the outside of you, essentially a scaffolding situation.
1: One of my first patients in a the, the hospital in Georgia was that way. This 22-year-old car accident. Huge external fixator. Made it challenging to put his gown on. Yeah. And there's like a catheter hanging out and IVs and gait training becomes fun.
0: It's a, The other thing that you'll see with the external fixations is like a traction. So because the muscles in the body are still attached to the bone, they're going to be pulling on the pelvis. And if there's nothing to counteract that, then that will pull the bone out of alignment and make it really hard to heal. So in some cases I'll we'll have to add traction on that external fixation and that's that's just a real big rig. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do any gait training there. No. No, not really. And the number of muscles that attach to the pelvis is high. I don't have a specific number for you, but more than 6. It's a lot. Most of the muscles in from your knee to your Shoulders almost attached there at some point. Your abs, your latissimus, your spine muscles, your quadratus lumborum, your fast you your, your, yeah, your hamstrings, your quad, your, all your adductors, all your abductors. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a large, large amount of muscles. And that'd be a good trivia question. Yeah, not the one for no, this. No no, 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 no,
1: no. I was just, that was just, uh, just a rhetorical. Yeah.
0: yeah. If anyone out there knows, feel free to let us, let us know. I mean, I'm sure we could look it up, but nah. the fractures are going to heal, you know, six to eight weeks if they're a relatively stable fracture. If it's an unstable fracture and there's a lot more fixation and rigging going on, those are going to take a bit longer, 10 weeks or more. But the biggest indicator of healing is how much additional injury was suffered. If you have a pelvic ring fracture and there was a motor vehicle accident or a fall from height or a crush, a lot of times some of the internal organs can have many issues, and those are going to be... Uh, much more life-threatening issues, and those have to be taken care of uh, well before we start worrying about walking again and that sort of stuff. So the timeline on those is highly variable. So I'm not going to give you a number today.
1: That's probably smart. Yep.
0: snowing. It is snowing. In most cases, when we see pelvic ring fractures, we'll see them after the healing period. So generally speaking, eight, eight plus weeks after the injury. So in a lot of cases, it's really learning to use the muscles that attach to the pelvis again. And as mentioned before, that's a lot of muscles. So there's usually a lot of recovery in individuals that are dealing with a pelvic ring fracture from a PT standpoint. In a lot of cases, uh, like pelvic floor PT becomes an issue. So there could be some problems with its bowel and bladder function or just in general, Uh, just struggling to activate the muscles of the pelvic floor and in those cases we definitely recommend going to see a pelvic floor specialist. They have a lot more knowledge in this particular area and they also just have a lot more tools and experience and and ways to, to help you learn how to reuse those areas again. Yeah, wouldn't want to venture there. Uh, with avulsion fractures, it's predominantly a little bit of a rest period followed by generally speaking in those cases you're going to have uh, like a quad dominance situation again uh, or like an overuse hamstring kind of thing. And so then it's all about working on balance, strengthen the other muscles of the pelvis, particularly the glutes and the glute mede, uh working on definitely hip abduction strength, and then generally working on loading and uh, movement patterning in those cases.
1: Yeah, I got nothing to add.
0: That's that's very complete. You did a fantastic job again. Alrighty, trivia time. Zero. So last week's trivia question, who is the only bachelor president of the United States? I got that wrong. We got zero, zero answers, no Whoa. guesses. It's kind of a hard question. It is a hard question, but not even any guesses.
1: No, it's Christmas time. Yeah. People are busy, they're traveling. They are. They're unpacking presents.
0: Or playing with said presence yeah yeah so it was james buchanan he was president from 1857 to 1861 the famous buchanan family
1: i think pat buchanan was related to him
0: uh, maybe i don't know if we don't know that but his niece was the first lady harriet lane
1: yes oh that's right we asked about that yeah
0: yeah so who knew i think that's interesting the first niece first niece also called a first lady
1: that would make sense if she was a niece. Yeah, if it was a first nephew, she wouldn't be a lady.
0: That's a good question. I wonder if you can have a nephew. First nephew?
1: Well, hopefully we're going to find out how that's going to work. Yeah, who knows? Without talking politics.
0: This week's question, which African nation has the most pyramids? Yeah. Could be obvious, could be not obvious. I'm just going to leave it at that. Chip time. We've got the Zambo's Salsa Verde by Yummies. Compliments of Chem, this is a Honduran chip, also available in the Dominican Republic. Honduran? 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 I'm not sure. Uh, chip to air ratio on this, a uh, 35%. It did travel from Honduras, so there's always more uh, more air and less chip in those situations. Really? Yeah. I think we found that over the years. As things travel, they get compressed a little bit more. It's a dense chip, plantain chip. It smells like salsa verde. You go first. He's not having an allergic reaction, so we're good. They're not very. They're chewy, more than crisp. Huh. Oh. <laughs> Flavor salsa verde. Flavors flavors pretty good. Yeah. Um. They're sort of. They're not crispy.
1: No. They're um. Yeah. What are they? do you remember kruupukok I do yeah so Krupuk comes unfried as well oh it does yeah and then you still have to fry it yourself huh which I didn't realize mm-hmm. so I ate some of it yeah it tastes like this it's, it's like gummy the flavoring is yummy it's a good flavor the texture is weird it's not it's not chippy texture it's well I guess because it's not
0: chips yeah but it's um, also different from the last set of plantains we tried.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, they're kind of growing on me. Yeah, you have a banana issue, so you're never going to like them. Yeah, but... You have a preconceived notion. That should be on a t-shirt. Preconceived notion? I think so. Or should you um, just say,
0: I have a preconceived notion? Sure. Isn't that inferred? That'd be on a t-shirt. It's kind of inferred. Anyway. Mm. I don't, I don't not like them. I'm going to give them one thumb out of default, I think. Up or down? Up, sorry. Really? Yeah. Um, The flavor is good. Salsa verde is good. Texture is just a little. They're growing on me. Not literally, that'd be awkward. That would be awkward. Hmm. You could become a plantain.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're good enough for two thumbs, but they're definitely a solid one thumb. Pleasantly surprised. That's good.
0: Um, I'm going to keep eating. Okay, keep eating. Well, they're out of here, so I might as well eat them. Yeah. You're going to eat them. Well, thank you for listening today, everyone. Uh, Next week, we're going to go over total ankle replacement. We're going to review the Chex Mix Hot and Spicy Ghost Pepper, compliments of Gene. If you like the show today, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about pelvic fractures, follow us on Instagram and or Twitter throughout this week. For more information on Rebound Therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thank you for listening.